0: everyone. Happy Halloween. And welcome to our very first episode of Ghostly. We're starting off with one of Chicagoland area's most talked about ghost stories, Resurrection Mary. I'm Pat.
1: I'm Rebecca. This is Ghostly, a podcast that comes out every two weeks. We will debate one ghost story per episode. Some of the ghost stories will be popular and some might be a little more obscure.
0: And if you'd like to help us grow, which we really hope you do, please review us on iTunes and Facebook because more people are going to see us then and we're going to get more listeners and we could bring you even better stories. All right. So now we're going to go over some of the poll results that are on our website. After every episode, you can go on the website and vote your feelings. We will have a yes, no, believe, or don't believe on every single show note page
1: because it isn't just us debating it's you too
0: yeah we want you guys to have a part in this uh so the first question was do you believe in ghosts mm. and sadly uh 60% of the people said yes whereas 40% said no
1: yeah i'd say that's probably about right
0: yeah but here's another interesting thing uh have you ever seen a ghost was the next question and we have a tie
1: What?
0: Yes and no.
1: Well, obviously, this is a necessary podcast.
0: Well, have you ever seen a ghost, Rebecca?
1: I have not seen a ghost, but I have experienced one.
0: Mm, Interesting. Mm. All right. I'd like to start off by saying that I grew up with the story of Resurrection Mary it was something that we talked about a lot on the south side of Chicago. I don't know if you guys can tell them from the south side of Chicago <laughs> from my voice. Most people tell me that they can. Um, we talked about it all the time. And we also talked about Bachelor's Grove and um, Monk's Castle, which Monk's Castle might be coming up in this episode as Ooh. well. You might be getting a two for one this time. <laughs>
1: Uh, Out in the suburbs where I grew up, we certainly heard the story of Resurrection Mary, but I don't think it was quite as popular.
0: Yeah, well, it was definitely popular where I was at. All right. To get this started off, we're going to play some of Carly's interview from a coffee house located right by Willowbrook Ballroom. She's going to walk us through her version of the story. So um, what do you know about Resurrection Mary?
2: Uh, I know that, so the Resurrection Cemetery, I know that Legend says she was going to, like, prom or something, Mm -hmm. and she got killed before it, or something along those lines. Um, She only appears to, like, men when they're driving alone, or what have it, like, they're walking down the road alone. She'll come up and ask for a ride. Um, Some people have picked her up, some people just ignore her and just saw her. Um, and apparently like the people that have picked her up have like driven down the road and halfway down the road, she disappeared out of their car, like, and they were just left confused and all that.
0: Rebecca, what did you think of Carly's story?
1: Well, she's got a few ideas that are sort of close to the story that most people tell, but it's not quite right. So the story that we're going to tell today for Resurrection Mary is from prairieghost.com. And actually, uh, originally, it's uh, Troy Taylor who wrote uh, the Haunted Illinois series Resurrection Mary book, History and Hauntings of Chicago's Archer Avenue. A lot of the things that I'm going to be bringing up today kind of come from him, but this story was on prairieghost.com. Mary was a young girl who was killed while hitchhiking down Archer Avenue in the early 1930s. Apparently, She had spent the evening dancing with a boyfriend at the O. Henry Ballroom. At some point, they got into an argument, and Mary stormed out of the place. Even though it was a cold winter's night, she thought she would rather face a cold walk home than another minute with her boyfriend. So she left the ballroom and started walking up Archer Avenue. She had not gotten very far when she was struck and killed by a passing automobile. The driver fled the scene and Mary was left there to die. Her grieving parents buried her in Resurrection Cemetery, wearing a white dress and her dancing shoes. Since that time, her spirit has been seen all along Archer Avenue, perhaps trying to return to her grave after one last night among the living. Her ghost haunts Archer Avenue where she either meets men at dance halls and gets them to drive her home, or sometimes she hitchhikes to get a ride. In either case, when they get to Resurrection Cemetery, she orders them to pull over so she can get out. But when they pull over, she's gone. Ooh. Or sometimes she gets out of the car and then fades away when she gets to the gates. Wow. There are even some other stories where she runs out into the street and gets hit by a passing car, but her body vanishes before the police arrive, or sometimes the cars just drive right through her.
0: Wow, that is kind of creepy.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Totally not true, but creepy, though, I gotta say. So, uh, Rebecca, are there reports of what she looks like?
1: Oh, definitely there are some reports of what she looked like. Most of the time, she is mentioned as having blonde hair, and wearing a white dress. Sometimes people call it a wedding dress. Sometimes they say it's a party dress. And she definitely is very quiet, cold. Her skin is often described as cold.
0: Hmm. Wow, that was such a great story. Uh, Rebecca, do you think we need a break?
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's take a quick break.
0: All right, and we'll see you on the other side.
3: Hey there, True Believers. This is David Hickney, host of Freak of the Week. We're coming back. Season 2, October 26th. Some of the things we're going to talk about this season. Aliens, public television ghosts, the Squirrel Lord, the mole people who have my wife Sheila. If you talk to them, tell them I'm coming for them. So join me, and yes, my sister Elizabeth Marin is going to be back. Join us
0: both. October 26th, Freak of the Week, Season 2 out there, True Believers. All right. So I thought it would be a really good idea to go over some of the history of uh, that area. That area has got a lot of ghost stories. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, So it's on Archer Avenue. Resurrection Cemetery and Willowbrook Ballroom are both on Archer Avenue. And that was an important part of Chicago's history because it's located by the I&M Canal. The I&M Canal helped Chicago become the city that it is today we would not be in the same position had had the I&M Canal not been built. The construction began in 1836 and was finished in 1848. The I&M Canal changed the nation when it opened in 1948 and provided the last link in a chain of waterways that connected the eastern seaboard with the Mississippi River system. The I&M Canal was dug out by hand by a bunch of Irish immigrants. It's kind of important when we go further. Rebecca, do you have anything to add in the history?
1: Yeah, well, Archer Avenue itself was a very scary place to travel. Uh, in the early days, it certainly wasn't very well built And uh, there were a lot of robberies, uh, a lot of murders, disappearances, lots of really creepy things that happened uh, on the road uh, throughout its history, especially when it was being built.
0: Yeah. But right now it's more like a a suburban area. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a good place to get a cup of coffee over there. Uh, there's a really good bar that we're going to talk about later. Mm -hmm. It's totally different than it was back in those days.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. So let's go over some of the rules for this debate. Uh, It would be a very, very quick podcast if we were just debating the existence of ghosts. They exist. They totally do not exist. Mm -hmm. But you see what I mean? (laughs) We would get this all done in one episode. So we want to give you guys ghost stories every two weeks so we're gonna have to stick to the story itself mm-hmm. that's the number one rule we are only debating this particular ghost story not the overall existence of ghost right because we both have our opinions and then um this isn't a presidential debate we're gonna <laughs> give each other a chance to present the evidence and I'm not going to hover over Rebecca in the background and make her feel uncomfortable during the debate.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> and like, yeah, get a sniffly nose throughout the whole thing.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. So I think we're ready for this.
1: Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. So I'm going to start with my first piece of evidence. Uh, so the one of the very first people to report seeing Mary was a Southside man by the name of Gerald Paulus, and by the way, we're going to be trying our best at pronouncing these names. We apologize if uh, we miss anything. He goes by the name of Jerry, and he was interviewed in 1992. Uh, and he basically stuck to his story his his whole life. He he never uh, changed it throughout the, his whole whole time. Uh, okay, so I'm going to kind of run through the story here and. Um, this one is from ghost, uh, org. You can definitely go out there and read this.
0: And we'll have all this in the show notes too. So you don't have to stop your car to write down all these websites.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry. We'll have it all out there and some pictures too. All right. So Jerry, uh, was at, um, a dance hall that he used to frequent the Liberty Grove, um, near 47th and Mozart, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, he asked, he was there and he saw a young woman that he wanted to dance with. So he asked her to dance. She accepted and they spent several hours together. Strangely though, he says she seemed distant and he noticed that her skin was very cold, almost icy to the touch. When he later kissed her, he found her lips were also cold and clammy.
0: Wait, he kissed her?
1: Oh yeah. Well, Ooh. he thought she was He's a pretty girl he was dancing with. Absolutely. Absolutely. At the end of the night, the young woman asked Paulus for a ride home. And when they got to his automobile, she directed him to drive down Archer Avenue. He admitted to being confused. Earlier on in the evening, the woman had told him where she lived. And he knew that it would be far out of the way for him to take her all the way to Resurrection Cemetery, especially on uh, taking Archer Avenue. Uh, when he asked her about it, she simply told him again that she wanted to go down Archer Avenue. This is a very common theme when we hear Mary stories uh, where it's a hitchhiker or if it's her being picked up at a dance that she directs them to down Archer Avenue. She may mention the cemetery and say her father works there. Sometimes she just directs them down Archer Avenue and then asks them to stop when they get there. So going back to Jerry's story, as they drove down the street, they approached the gates to Resurrection Cemetery and she asked him to pull over She had to get out here, she told him. Again, Jerry was confused, not being able to understand why she'd want to get out there. He agreed that he would let her out, but only if she allowed him to walk walk her across the street. She refused to allow this, though. The beautiful girl turned in her seat and faced him. This is where I have to get out, she spoke softly. But where I'm going, you can't follow.
0: Wait, how do you think she said it? Like, I have to get out.
1: Hey, I thought you weren't going to be making fun of me while well, we I'm were in the I'm not making fun stories. of you. I, not, uh-huh. I
0: That was not one of the rules.
1: <laughs> All right. So Jerry was confused by this statement. But before he could respond to her, she got out of the car and ran towards the cemetery gates. She vanished before she reached them right before his eyes. That was the moment when he knew that he had danced with a ghost.
0: And also she's going for a Nike endorsement, too. Uh,
1: I don't know about that. Determined to find out what was going on, Jerry visited the address the girl had given him on the following day. The woman who answered the door told him he couldn't possibly have been with her daughter the night before because her daughter had been dead for several years. However, mm -hmm, Jerry was able to correctly identify the girl from a family portrait in the other room. Mm. Needless to say, Jerry was stunned by this revelation, but apparently the address and identity of the woman were forgotten over the years. Sometimes later when, when he was contacted again about his story, Um, he was unable to remember where he had gone on the day after his encounter. Despite his memory lapse, Jerry's story remains one of the most credible of all the Resurrection Mary's encounters. Uh, So again, this is one of the versions of this story. They certainly have some variations, uh, and certainly not all of them actually go to someone's house the day after. But the the basic theme of meeting a girl and taking her home Home and then that home turning out the out to be the cemetery are very common.
0: Okay, so um, my first question then about this is: uh, she's writing, she's kissing, she's doing all these things. Are we sure she wasn't a zombie? Maybe we have the wrong (laughs) podcast here.
1: Well, I mean, again, a lot of the stories uh, do have her actually interacting with people and dancing with people. There is another um, story of someone who... um, a different dance hall, actually, on Archer Avenue that claimed to see her there sitting and not interacting with people so much, but sitting there and people trying to ask her to dance and she just, she actually didn't dance in this case. Um, But the the weird thing was that no, they they carted everybody that came in this place and no one, not one of the employees remembered this person coming in and getting carted or remembered her leaving either.
0: Wow. Okay, so... Going back to to your whole story, I'm, mm. I'm trying to remember all yeah, the Yeah, it's a long there. story. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I'm from the South Side, as we've already established, and you probably have already heard my voice again. Uh, 47th and Mozart is nowhere near Resurrection Cemetery. It is probably a good half hour away. So why would... Resurrection Mary, go to this place on 47th and Mozart.
1: Mm. Well, I do actually have a story. When we get to who the real Mary might be, there is a, a, a person who died crossing 47th.
0: Oh, we're going to get to that. We're
1: going to get to that. So, So
0: that's one of the things that I'm going to say. Another thing is that Resurrection Mary is classified as a vanishing hitchhiker story which is a very common folk story it's uh it's been around since biblical times and there's some key char- characteristics they always vanish they always you know they always get into the car they always you know do all these steps there's a whole bunch of things but one of them is um that they when the person goes to the parents house which is part of it uh, they usually see a picture and the parent will will say, uh, yeah, they've been dead for years. So this is very, uh, very stereotypical of the Vanishing Hitchhiker story in as much as to say he actually spotted a picture on her parents' piano, which is exactly word for word part of the Vanishing Hitchhiker story. <laughs> and this just so happens to be Chicago's Vanishing Hitchhiker story.
1: Mm, I see. Well, that is good. I agree that there is a history of vanishing his hitchhiker stories. However, what's different about Mary is that she doesn't just show up as a hitchhiker. I mean, in this case, one, he met her in a dance hall. So there's that. Yep. But... There's actually a whole other set of even more documented stories about Mary.
0: Okay, so now we're going to get into your second I was going to say, can we you move on bit to the of second evidence? point? Do we have else? Right, I think else? I made enough of a point by saying that this is a stereotypical story. Okay. Even though it's special to me and Chicago. <laughs> Sorry.
1: So one of the most interesting versions of this story is the ones that aren't the hitchhiking story. So there's versions where Mary runs into the street and cars actually hit her, physically hit her. The people get out of the car, see a body either in front of them on the street or sometimes over on the side of the street. They call the police and when the police arrive, the body has disappeared. Sometimes there's even reports of them seeing where like you can see the grass pushed down where the body was. And the police have this in their report. There's other times where the person uh, hits hits her, but then when they get out, they don't see a body, or when they hit her, instead of actually hitting her, she just disappears and passes through the car or whatever, just is not there. There's a lot of documentation for these stories, and the Justice to Police Department, which is right on Archer Avenue there, uh, has, has a lot of these on file, uh, but... The most interesting one comes from Chet's Melody Lounge, which is just down the street from the police department and right across the street from Resurrection Cemetery. We were very lucky to meet Rich, who is the current owner of Chet's Melody Lounge, and he told us uh, a story from his father, Chet, who actually met one of these people that had this encounter.
3: This Officer... had told his story and what it was. He actually felt that he had. He thought he hit a, yes. a girl. Yeah. Oh. And um, uh, so. That he could, they called out all the equipment, all the fire trucks, and all these this wow. equipment, because he thought that he had hit a girl and she and rolled crawled off, yeah, and right, crawled right. off into this field. Yeah, right. that was an open field, so right. they called out fire trucks. She
1: wasn't there when they, they... looked all over. They,
3: they they brought fire trucks out with the spotlights. They went looked through the whole field.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: There was nothing. They looked at his bumper because he said he hit her. There was no dent, was no, no blood, wow. no blood on the on the um, yeah. pay, on the street. Mm-hmm. So they, the, the other officers, because he was a rookie, that mm-hmm. uh, oh, sounds like a Resurrection Mary thing where she ran out in front of him. And right. That's one of the ways that she has seen is going across the street and yeah. being hit. Right. Most people hear about her hitchhiking and getting in. Yeah. And but then but occasionally I
2: that
1: here, it was that people came here just to say, oh my gosh, I just hit somebody. Yeah. Can yeah. you come out and yeah, see yeah, That, and that is, yeah, wouldn't yeah.
3: be anything. So. Right, and, and yeah. um, actually, the policeman, uh, when Fran, that, that um, TV program came out to interview people, uh, he said he was going to tell a story. And the chief of police told him he couldn't tell ghost stories on national TV. Right, right. Yeah. You'll get fired. And he says, well, it's America. You can't fire me for telling my story. Well, <laughs> he did. <laughs> and, and, well, he told his story, and then they did fire him. But with the Freedom of Information Act, you could actually get that, prove that story is actually true, that, yes. that he was fired from the village and oh, was yeah. sort of, um, in, in the middle, mid-70s, late-70s, or early-80s, whenever that program was sure.
0: done. Right. Wow. Um, okay. That was a very interesting interview, and Rich was a really nice guy. I really, really liked him. Unfortunately, I have to debate this, and I have to come up with some points on this. But, fortunately... Uh, Carly did a lot of the work for me, so we're going to play some more of Carly's interview.
2: These experiences that these men have had were just because of her presence of loneliness had just manifested Mm -hmm. itself in a form that people take as Resurrection Mary is looking for them or whatever they want to believe. Or they kind of like, I don't know, maybe they have a loneliness inside themselves, so that's why they... They've heard the tales of Resurrection Mary, so then it manifests as her Kind of like the herself. people that have
3: seen her are, like, lonely people themselves.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of like, uh, hey, maybe you should check yourself, and you believe in ghosts, so here the universe is going to manifest this in your own brain as Resurrection Mary. To
0: so kind they of, get attention. Then yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much exactly how I feel. It's kind of the lonely guy syndrome, or, you know, maybe even that it was dark. They weren't paying attention. Maybe they were falling asleep behind the wheel. I don't know. I cannot debate this fact only because there's no physical evidence. Um, I have not been able to interview anybody that actually had this happen to them. So, unfortunately, I might put this check in... Rebecca's corner, or maybe a neutral corner Mm -hmm. for
1: this. Well, especially because these particular reports aren't always men, though obviously often they are. Uh, There's actually been couples who report having this happen.
0: Wow, interesting. Yep. Mary, she's kind of kinky, huh? All right. So, what else do you got?
1: Uh, Well, the last piece of evidence is the
0: gates. The gates. Can we talk about the gates? Do you want to
1: tell us about the gates first, or do you want me to?
0: Well, um, Yeah, my side of the story is that uh, Resurrection Cemetery gates were bent. Um, There's a whole big story about, and and there's actually two different versions of it. One was that a cab driver saw Mary in Resurrection Cemetery and tried to chase after her to he thought somebody was you know hurt or something, and she vanished. But then the gates were um, like the bars on the gates were bent. And um, another one of this is that a police officer actually went and investigated it and found the bent um, cemetery gates. With with this story, there is always going to be 10 different versions of every single bit of the story that we have.
1: Actually, the version that I have is that the police went to investigate because of the man. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: the police saw it the next day. And this is
1: August 10th, 1976. So this is not that long ago. It's actually written down, documented.
0: It's actually a really long time ago. (laughs) 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 Okay. So what I'm going to say about this is that Resurrection Cemetery actually put out a statement about this and that they said that a truck actually backed into those gates while doing a delivery or something to that. It was some kind of regular scheduled maintenance or something, too.
1: Mm. Well, if you look at the pictures, it's not just that they were bent. You really, if you, because real people went there, we have actual Photographic, like
0: not like Mary,
1: yeah, not like Mary. Okay, real mm-hmm. people, well, she's dead, she's a zombie, <laughs> anyway. So, people did go there and take pictures of this, and you can actually see handprints in the metal, and it's there's scorch marks as well.
0: Actually, the handprints disappeared, um, shortly thereafter, some of the pictures were taken, and I. Have not found a good enough picture where I'm like willing to say, "Hey, that's a handprint."
1: Well, I guess we'll have to post the pictures on our show notes yeah. and let the people decide.
0: Yeah, maybe that could be a poll.
1: <laughs> well, they tried to remove the marks with a blowtorch. Eventually, they did take down the gates. Put then they put them back up, and then they took them down again because they just kept on being super popular. And we don't know where the gates are today. Someone took them. Um, Actually,
0: but- we. Do kind of know where the gates are? Mm. Uh, R- Richard Crow, I believe, is his name. He's a, paralo- a paranormal investigator. He um, loved the story of Resurrection Mary, and he bought them. Mm, but but we don't is, know where he put them. Well, he's deceased now, he so is. it could be in some storage, like you know, like an El Capone burial <laughs> tomb or something.
1: <laughs> well, anyways one of the one of the pieces of evidence that people talk about is that while the rest of the gates would age and change color, that particular section did not.
0: Yeah, because they were damaged, and that happens when you damage metal. Well, maybe Sometimes some of our it'll readers. change different colors.
1: <laughs> maybe some of our readers could tell us if uh, metal can be so damaged it doesn't change color.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> so um, I think what we need to do is what really matters and discuss who Mary was. Mm, I like it. Do you have any ideas of who Mary was?
1: Well, I think we all know the most popular contender, Mary Bragol. Bra- Bragovi.
0: Bragovi, yeah. Bragovi, yeah.
1: Bragovi. Bragovi, Bra- I like it.
0: I don't know, something. Something
1: like that. <laughs> um, so she was someone who died in a car accident in March of 1934. March 10th. March 10th, thank you.
0: See, I got my facts.
1: <laughs> there is evidence um, that she did, she did like to go dancing at the O. Henry Ballroom. Um, and, uh, well, we can talk, we can talk about the accident first, right? Where did the accident happen? Yeah. See, that's
0: one of, um, my rebuttals to this Mm -hmm. is that the accident happened in the loop and that doesn't go along with our typical story of, of Resurrection Mary, where she died in front of Willowbrook Ballroom or O'Henry Ballroom, whatever you want to call it. She that doesn't match the story. Mm.
1: Well, the story, though, from one of Mary's friends who was with her earlier in the day is that they were with these two gentlemen that day, she and some of her friends. And she actually didn't really like the boy that her friend was with.
0: Of course not. That's of always how it goes. Of course not. He was, he so, was friend-zoned.
1: <laughs> so that's why she was sitting in the front seat instead of the back seat like she normally would have, which or is part of the reason. Seat. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Uh, I yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, but so here's the thing. The wife of Mary's younger brother, Steve, received a letter from one of Mary's friends that said that Mary that night when she died was actually going to a church event and that while she didn't know for sure if she went dancing at the O. Henry Ballroom, that it would have been normal for her to do that and that she was hanging out with her friends that day. They would have gone to the church event, would have gone to O. Henry, and then would have gone downtown to go dancing because those dance halls stayed open later.
0: Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Uh one of the things we should talk about too is Willowbrook Ballroom or O'Henry's Ballroom. Um they they they've been around since 1920. They're they're currently not there because mm, they that's, actually yeah. there was a really big fire that destroyed them. You can still see the sign out on Archer Avenue. Yeah. And um you know, really interesting thing while looking over some of the evidence, I found out that women got paid 10 cents a dance. Or a, uh, as
1: we should. Wait,
0: they they didn't get paid the 10 cents. They got commission for doing a dance. But, yeah. So they got some portion of this money. Because why else
1: are we going to dance with you guys?
0: Right? I right. mean, seriously. So I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with uh, facts or anything. Yeah. But so there is more problems with this Mary. Hmm. Um, she doesn't match the description. She had dark short hair.
1: That is true. That, that is, is true.
0: That is true. And uh, actually, one of the one of the people that were present when she was buried commented on how she was buried in her favorite orchid colored dress.
1: Now, I will say, though, orchid doesn't have to be a, like a dark purple. It could be a lighter color. So it is possible that someone, if they just saw her at night, they wouldn't. They would might call it a white dress, even if it actually was well, orchid.
0: I think that we can rule out this Mary.
1: I don't think we can. I really do. <laughs> well, now and just I want to point this out because some people might do some research out there. There is uh, some confusion because there's a grave in Resurrection Cemetery for a woman named Mary Burgovi that is not this Mary Bergovi. Yeah, um, she's older, I think, and married. Um, but this Mary, uh, the family contended was buried in Resurrection Cemetery, but in what they call a term grave, which was like quick burials during World War II because they didn't have time to get everything ready. And while some were moved, uh, to regular graves afterwards, um, not all of them
0: were. Well, the thing with this Mary, with that particular side is that, um, yeah, the the parents didn't have enough money. And actually, I think the father killed himself in 1951. Oh, right? wow. Yeah, I think he hung himself in the garage. Wow. Um, yeah, pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it's this Mary or one of the other Marys, but it, it's a Mary, at <laughs> least. But um, yeah, so they always intended to um, pay more to allow her to be you know, buried there permanently, but everybody was deceased when the lease came up.
1: Ah, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Do you want to tell us about the the next one?
0: Yeah. Um Anna Maria Norcos. Uh, she's Lithuanian. I'm Lithuanian too, so we hey, have a lot in common. Lithuanian. This this is actually my favorite Mary. <laughs> I'm sure um, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she did have blonde hair and blue eyes. Um uh, you know, I could probably go over the evidence against. Do you do you have her story about when she died? I know it was on on Old Harlem Road, which is right next to Harlem Road by like sixty fifth.
1: Well, supposedly she she was a young girl. She was only fourteen.
0: Uh, actually. That's not true. She was 12.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. 12. Okay. I knew she was young. And That's my evidence against her. She's <laughs> yeah, years she's old. pretty, I, you know, I'm actually, I think we're going to be in agreement on this. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do question this story. So supposedly she was with her father and she wanted to go dancing. Uh, we wanted her father to take her dancing for her birthday. And so they did. Um, yeah. And then when they left, um, as they were driving home, they got in an accident and she died.
0: Yeah, and it was I, I believe it was right on sixty fifth on old old Harlem, which is right next to Harlem. It's just east of Harlem Avenue. And um
1: And those of you that don't live in Chicago like me, it's okay if you don't know where those
0: are. Yeah, there's like uh <laughs> there's like an underpass right over there too where there was um you know, like a train train tracks or something. Yes. Yeah, so um, really sad story. But yeah, so a couple of things against this Mary is, as I said, she was only 12 years old. So uh, if she was the Mary, what kind of sicko is that guy that danced with her and (laughs) kissed her and tried to drive her home?
1: Right. Well, and like the people picking her up, I mean, they don't talk about her as a kid.
0: No, they don't. Definitely. Um, So there is a theory about where she was buried. And oh, the theory yeah, is was, is that she was temporarily buried in Resurrection Cemetery due to gravediggers, uh, a gravedigger strike. Uh, in my notes, I put strict. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but, you know, but here's the thing. I found no references to this actual strike besides the Resurrection Mary story. Mm. And I've been to websites uh, looking this over very boring websites that tell you every single strike that happened in any given area all over the world. So I really don't know if I believe that. And also too, um, I'm going to bring up a website haunteddetective.com. Mm, yes. Yes. Um, they investigate a lot of different, um, a lot of different ghost stories. And what I like about them is they don't always come up with the conclusion that these stories are real. So that, that supports me right there. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so he actually did some investigating and he, you know, through a crazy turn of events, go to haunteddetective.com to hear it. I'm not going to go through all the details, but he was able to obtain her burial record and that burial record does not say anything about resurrection cemetery. So I'm going to say that she probably is not there.
1: Yeah, I I have to say I I think you're right. I saw the same evidence, and I you know I kind of took her off my list as a possible contender for yes.
0: Yeah. And there's there's actually a few more Marys. There's um, let me find it here. There's Mary Miss Miss Mis- Miskowski. Miskowski Miskowski. This Miskowski.
1: is my Polish. This is me. This is my Polish background. I <laughs> she's yeah. actually my favorite contender as the main. Uh, oh, okay. Potential candidate for Mary.
0: So, yeah, if you want to tell her story, then
1: sure. So she was killed by hit and run driver in October of nineteen thirty-one. So a little bit earlier than some of the other Mary stories. She did have blonde hair. There are reports uh, reports of that. Uh, there was a neighbor of hers that grew that grew up with her. Um, that talked about her um, as having blonde hair. She said that the night that she died, she was actually going to a costume party and was wearing her mother's old wedding dress. Mm. And so that's where we get the white dress. Um, Now, as I mentioned, this is we're going circling back to earlier when we mentioned 47th. That's she died crossing 47th Street. But... The neighbor talked about how she wasn't surprised that it kind of got moved over by the O Henry Ballroom since that's where all the sightings are, yeah, and I think the reasons the reason the sightings are there is because she is buried in resurrection cemetery again, yeah. one of those term graves that got covered over, so there is no actual you know tombstone for her.
0: But that is where she was buried. I think that you're actually mispronouncing Resurrection Cemetery and it should properly be pronounced Evergreen Cemetery because that's where she's buried. (laughs) (laughs) I saw
1: no evidence of that.
0: Uh, Yeah, actually, that's the thing about this Mary. There's not very much um, as far as records of her. Um, There's no burial or death records for her in the 30s. So it happened after the 30s because she actually died in 1956. Well,
1: I'm guessing that was a different Mary.
0: Well, um, yeah, they've actually looked at a couple Marys with similar names. And um, none of them match the criteria. Uh, this Mary in particular was married when she died. Mary was married. <laughs> uh, this is through MysteriousChicago.com. Um, so there's and- enough for me to say... She wasn't buried in resurrection. There is no uh, Mary by that name buried in resurrection, and yeah, maybe there was some freakiness with with everything. But again, if we can't support this, I think this is another check in my column.
1: Mm, I don't agree.
0: All right. well, do you have any other evidence to present?
1: Uh n- No, I know that you've got maybe one other kind of oh, cockamamie yes. theory that no. you want to share with us.
0: Actually, this is huge. <laughs> uh, seriously. So, okay. Now, I am the skeptic. I do not believe in ghosts. Um, but I am going to present this evidence as a possible connection to Resurrection Mary that I don't think anybody's ever linked together. <gasps> Ooh. Yes, earlier in the episode, I talked about that we might mention Monk's Castle, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, monk's Castle, also known by its real name as St. James at Sagbridge. Bridge, we all called it Monk's Castle because there was some big urban legend about monks beating people up and making them <laughs> kneel, on, uh, kneel on beads and praying overnight if they oh. were found there.
1: Yeah, that totally sounds like a story to keep kids out.
0: Uh Okay, this actually might support some of Resurrection Mary. So I mm. would probably, yeah, I'd probably just be quiet for one second while I tell Oh, Ooh, this.
1: did you just tell me to be quiet?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> this might actually help your story. Oh, okay, I'll listen. So um, this is about St. James, as I said, at, at Sag Bridge. Sag Bridge actually crosses the INM Canal, I believe, or it's really close to it. Um, listeners, if you want to correct me, go ahead and email. But the interesting thing about this place is it's located three and a half miles away from Willowbrook ballroom on Archer Avenue. So it fits some of the criteria of the resurrection Mary story. The only thing is, is it does not as far as, um, the timeline goes. So St. James at Sag Bridge was, uh, It's, as I said, 3.5 miles from Willowbrook Ballroom. First had a church on its ground sometime between 1833 and 1837. It's located in an area that used to be a French signal post, although I've seen things that kind of say that that might not be true. But definitely this next part is it uh, used to be an Indian burial ground. And you know, every Indian burial ground has to be haunted now.
1: Well, you know, Rich told us a lot about some Indian burial ground around him.
0: Yeah, there's a lot in that area. In fact, Archer Road in itself, uh, some of it is paved over old Indian trails. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, the church was founded by the Irish workers on the I&M Canal that we spoke of. Many of the graves at St. James at Sag Bridge, because it's a cemetery as well, are those of the Irish workers who dug the canal by hand. The cemetery holds like between 5,000 and 7,000 graves. That's so. That's just a little history to get into what I'm going to tell you guys. So the first reported ghost story um, of Archer Avenue, actually, um, was this. On September 30th, 1897, and this actually comes from a little-known newspaper called the Chicago Tribune. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Uh, Two musicians, Professor William Looney, sounds like a musician, and John Kelly, decided after finishing their performance, because it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, they decided to stay overnight uh, in the second story of the dance hall that they were performing at that happens to be St. James.
1: Now, wait, were they forced to kneel on beads all night? That was in
0: 1970 that these kind of things were reported. So, yeah, the monks weren't there yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, So they went to sleep uh, on some cots, and about an hour later, Looney— which I, I got to say, I always giggle a little bit when I say his name, Looney, uh, was awakened by the sound of hoofs on the, on the gravel outside.
1: Was it San- oh, it wasn't Santa.
0: No, it wasn't Santa. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, he looked out the window, and what to his surprise... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he looked out the window, and he saw a carriage. And he woke up John Kelly... I'm sure he actually called him John Kelly, too, because you can't not say the whole name when you say (laughs) his name. Um, And they both looked out the window and they saw this carriage and it was coming up the road. And that road was Archer Avenue and they were coming up the gravel entranceway Mm. and it stopped and turned around. And he saw what appeared to be a girl. Get this. In a white dress.
1: What? Girls don't wear white.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But uh, she got into the coach with the driver. They turned around again. And just as they passed the archway, guess what happened? What? The coach, driver, and everything vanished. What? Yeah. And, you know, this is really, really close to our resurrection Mary. So I think there, there could be something to this. Um, But, you know, to further up the story, uh, the old timers in the area, because, I mean, this is 1897, so we called most people old timers that were locals. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They uh, they said that they believe that those were the ghost of a young assistant to the priest Mm. and a young housekeeper Mm -hmm. at the rectory who fell in love early in 1880s. And they fought against their feelings until they finally decided to elope. Yep, and then they, they were disappeared? Gonna do it. Yeah, lay one night. He oh. hitched up a team of horses and a wagon and told her to wait for him halfway down the hill uh-huh. so that they would not be seen because mm. the monks would come after them then and make a oh, meal. Oh, the
1: monks were involved. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, and as he approached, she called out, come on. Probably more like come on. <laughs> <laughs> the horses bolted as she boarded, turning over the wagon and killing both of them.
1: Uh, now, is this documented? This particular death? Uh, death?
0: Uh, you know what? I I don't know. This is this is just what the old timers say. Oh, so okay. I don't know. The old timers don't usually like to go on record.
1: Oh, I, I gotcha. I they don't want to give their names out.
0: No, I guess not. <laughs> but um, but I just thought it was interesting. And they are both married in an unmarked uh, married. They're both buried. <laughs> In an unmarked grave in St. James Cemetery.
1: Now do we have any proof of these graves?
0: Well, they're unmarked. Uh huh. So no. Well, but
1: if I'm just saying unmarked grave, then uh huh. The I history had an unmarked of, grave in mine.
0: <laughs> the history of Saint James uh, actually is pretty well documented. So even though I cannot find proof of this, I'm sure it exists. Okay. So my thing is that resurrection Mary might not be Mary at all. She might be this person, which might or might not be named Mary. Who <laughs> knows? But I'm just saying that it's possible that this story actually predates our typical story of Resurrection Mary.
1: Well, I'm you know, I'm sure that this was a story that those two people told that night. But to me, I don't think that it works for the Resurrection Mary story. Oh yeah? I Why don't. is that. So well, okay. So there's a couple things with this. So, you know, Troy Taylor, I mentioned him earlier, wrote this book, uh, Resurrection Mary, that I, I love. And so some of these ideas are from him. Some of them are my own. Um, But, you know, one of the things that he talks about is the documentation. So, yes, there are a lot of Vanishing Hitchhiker stories. And, yes, there are a lot of ghosty stories on Archer Avenue. But this this particular story of Mary started in the third or well late 30s into the 40s right and has kept going into the 70s was a huge time frame but still the 80s the 90s the 2000s and it's so it's it's just so well documented from real people telling real stories uh, that you just you it's hard to take to not take it as truth like how are all these people lying okay, or falling so, asleep
0: so um why <laughs> why, would we believe that this happened in the 1930s when we can't even prove who Mary is?
1: Well, th- just because we can't know for sure who the ghost is. Or actually, Mr. Traylor, or Taylor argues that perhaps there's actually two different ghosts operating on Archer Avenue. Both Mary Bergovi and Mary Miss. Go- Miss- Kowski, sorry. I know, right? That sometimes you're seeing one and sometimes it's the other, that it's just a very haunted place.
0: I think that my story about um, the St. James um, Looney Kelly guy, I believe that this is really a plausible idea if you believe in ghosts, which I don't, as I said. So, um, But I'm just saying that uh, nobody ever asked Mary, hey, when did you die, except for the guy that saw her picture on the piano, which is a famous vanishing hitchhiker story. I do not find him credible at all.
1: Well, but I mean, they're not going to ask her when she died because they don't know she's dead when they exactly.
0: see her. So they didn't ask her. So it could be from 1897.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, I'll say that it's possible, but there's a pretty big break in between that time frame there between 1897 and 1939, yeah. when we have Jerry's story. Um, I mean, one the other some other ideas that you, I definitely want to hear your responses. You know, is that one of the reasons I think that there's a, a truth to this is that, especially in the early stories, a lot of people were telling the same story and reporting it to the police, reporting it to local people. Without cooperation. Like they didn't know that other people were also reporting these stories.
0: Okay, then especially so,
1: the the um car accident stories.
0: So if this happened then, um if you try to look up, you know, accidents of um times when people when when girls were killed in front of Willowbrook Ballroom or O'Henry's ballroom in the thirties, you won't find any. There is no documented evidence of that. Um Which is weird because it's a very busy street and you would think it happened at least once in the 30s. Um, So, you know, there's also um, people that say that it happened in 1939. There's people that say it happened in 1934. Uh, So I don't find that as credible then.
1: Well, I do think, though, so with uh, with Mary Bergovi, if she did dance there that night, even if she ended up dying, you know, a little further away you know, you can see how the legend would be born of the story of her running uh, out of the ballroom and dying afterwards, because that is what happened. Even if it was a different, uh, she got a little further away.
0: And you're saying the accident was so bad, it turned her hair from dark to blonde?
1: Well, again, I, not everybody gives her hair as blonde and everyone describes, you know, as some people don't put that detail in. So it's possible.
0: Or Rich at Chet's he, did.
1: That yes, he did definitely. I want to call Say him that. Chet so bad. I know, that's his father's name though. Yeah. <laughs> uh well and the other, you know, it's just there's just so many people and people that are willing to talk to reporters, people that are willing to talk to the police. Um, that it's just I don't know. I, I these I to me, there is something going on there. Now, maybe the actual legend itself um, has some, you know, elements of the fantastical in it, um, but th- that there is a girl haunting Archer Avenue to me seems very plausible.
0: So, um, I've driven down Archer Avenue late at night, and um, and probably hundreds of times. I used to go there every night uh when I wanted to take a little cruise um and I would drive there, and I never saw Resurrection Mary. never saw anything going on. I don't know, yeah. just maybe I just wasn't one of the lucky chosen I to,
1: <laughs> must have to been. get to
0: meet the zombie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it must be All right, well, I guess we should uh we should uh leave it at that and, and hear from our listeners and see what they think uh who won in yeah. <laughs> this particular debate.
0: You know what? I'd like to thank you guys for listening to our very first episode. Uh and I wanna beg you guys, beg, 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 that you give us some reviews on iTunes. Mm,
1: re- Especially subscribe. the good
0: ones. Yes. I mean the good ones would be great. <laughs> subscribe, uh and like us, us on Facebook, all that social media stuff. Follow we us are on it.
1: Instagram, Twitter, tweet yeah. at us. We love it.
0: We love to be tweeted at. <laughs> Or tweeted with?
1: Uh, tweeted at.
0: Or tweetled them or something like that. I don't know, but we love hearing from you guys. So exactly. please keep in touch with us. And how about this? Uh, we are actually looking for stories to be able to tell, and we would love it if you would send us a story.
1: Absolutely. And they may show up on future episodes. Yeah, that Absolutely. would be so cool. And actually, while you're on our website, there is a section for show notes, which is going to tell you all of the sources that we use for today's episode, as well as uh, give you some pictures of that gate, so you know you can really tell what what's truth.
0: I think this is gate gate
1: gate gate, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, definitely click over to the polls section where we're going to put up an episode poll. What's going to be our episode poll, Pat?
0: I don't know, but we'll figure it out when this episode comes <laughs> out. So you're just going to have to go see what it is.
1: Well, hopefully it'll be related to this story.
0: Oh, it will. Uh-huh. It's going to be like, how much do you guys believe Pat's story that it's actually St. James and the Looney <laughs> Kelly guy?
1: There you go. Uh, well, th- So go visit us at ghostlypodcast.com for that information.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening. And we will Put out another episode in two weeks.
1: Can't wait to see it.
0: Or hear it? Hear it? Yeah. Or, That's be, a or be a part of be it. Be a part of it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.